You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, the show's about to start. I just need to ask you a massive favor. Please go to twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans and hit that follow button. It would be tremendous. Does Christian know I'm doing an ad before the show starts? Absolutely not. Is he going to be upset about it? Oh, yeah. But he won't be upset if he sees a bunch of followers on our Twitch account. So just go to twitch.tv slash soccer cooligans and hit that follow button. And I'm going to start playing the show now. And I bet you right when the show starts is when Christian texts me. What's going on, guys? Ellie from Copenhagen. You might not know who I am, but you've got nothing better to do. So watch the Soccer Cooligans talking all things football, politics, music, culture. Swipe up, click the link. That'll do. Something. do. That'll Perfect. do. Love seeing Weasel smile in the background. He's like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is how we start this show, right? We've got squeezable boobs that are stress balls. You yelled, "I poppy." Our guest is like, "I don't think this is this is nowhere near as advertised." I want you to know. Uh, they're like, "It's a, I, I, I'm in a, it's a trap. I got trapped." Um, so, hello everybody. Uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, to another for for another prem show. We are the Cool Against Board Martin. With the sub 10 months in a row. Thank you so That's much. That's right. Uh, for the support. We appreciate it. The, uh, yes, Prem Show. We're the funniest. We're also the gulliest. Ah, uh-uh, uh-uh, you're the greatest. You know the- That's Christian. I'm Alexis. <laughs> Did it all. <laughs> no, it's supposed to take about eight minutes. Alexis, what yeah. are you doing? Also, Liz Forty said, as a female, if this is the way we're making the show more feminine, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, we could. You know what we could use to get the show more feminine? How about some intelligence? How about that? How about someone to say, don't hold up a boot every few seconds? <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. They're, they're, you're asking for too much. Uh, so, yes, uh, we're excited to be here. If you're watching on Twitch, thank you uh, so much for joining us. If you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate it. We uh, do this every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Twitch.tv slash Soccer Cooligans or eltwitche.com, uh, which is uh, just a, a much more, uh, you know, a, a cleaner, simpler URL. Feel free to use that as well. Uh, we are excited about today's show because it's not just us. We have another guest on here. Um, uh, so just a quick update. We are not, and I'll explain a little bit later on, but we are not having, uh, we're not taping a television show uh, for this week, that we, which will air Sunday. We are not taping, and, and I'll explain everything more uh, in a moment. Uh, usually this show is focused on uh, European soccer, football, Gaucho, whatever you want to call it. So we're trying to we're trying to merge it all together. And by the way, we are filming a show next week, so don't nobody freak yeah, out. Yeah, nobody freak out. It just happens to be this week. We're not. We've gone dark for this week. Exactly. So, and there's a reason for it. We'll explain. Uh, but this week we want to merge everything together. So we will get to some of your Premier League questions, and it is important. We do want to talk about the the VAR lines getting real thick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we got to say it like that, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, like it's it, this is a Twitch ASMR, okay? Uh, yeah. So. We will. Uh, so t- t- today we have a guest to to recap the Gold Cup final. Uh, a, a dude who we uh, it's been long. I'm o- more interested in what's happened after. <laughs> <laughs> more of the aftermath. 
path, you know? Uh-huh. So the uh we so we're gonna be talking about the Gold Cup uh final uh and 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 a, a few more American soccer stories because obviously there's a there's a lot going on, so we didn't wanna uh have a week where we weren't covering those things. Uh so uh should we should we introduce our guest, Alexis? Absolutely. You guys probably know him from Foot Max Nation. He's got his ear to the streets of how Mexico has reacted. A la calle, okay? A la calle. (laughs) Lo que está pasando (laughs) since Mexico lost their home game in Las Vegas, Nevada. (laughs) The U.S. men's national team. What has happened? Is everyone okay? We're about to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one, the only. Weasel Vasquez, everybody! Weasel! Yo, 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 man, what the hell did I get myself into? I <laughs> <laughs> told you. Like, this I'm is... only talking about censorship. It was the very first call, and uh, <laughs> dude, I haven't seen more nipples and boobs since ASU 2000. Now I want everyone to know. But, you know, whatever. it's just a stress ball. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm not showing the sure. nipple part, it's just a stress ball. The funny thing is, we're all thinking it's women. It could be a man boob, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Mine would be a little bit hairier, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it's a very this clean nipple. Have, this is why I tape down here. I don't really come up here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that this ends right here. <laughs> it looks like we're nice and buff, but the man boob action. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so happy I'm on this show to know. Come in, and uh, I'm glad I'm I'm here today answering for our three fans, uh, because a lot of people in the chat are saying where are the three fans? We're hiding. Um, we just, you know, we just, we're, here. we're here. Okay, so uh, we so if uh, again, if people are not aware of of your work, Mexican soccer show, Footmex Nation. Uh, I mean, a, a journalist, a blogger, a vlogger. Uh, a host. I mean, you do it all. Uh, and and when it comes to, I, definitely for me, you know, I I didn't really start consuming uh, soccer, football content up until you know maybe like six next week, last week, last week. <laughs> I've learned Sunday night after the win. I, I've learned so much in such a short amount of time. Uh, but really, till about like you know maybe about six or seven years ago, maybe a little bit before we started doing uh, this show, um, and. Uh, Mexican soccer show and Fumex Nation went, you know, you know uh, like admittedly, you know, we, uh, our audience is mostly U.S. women's, U.S. men's national team fans. We're not always interacting with so many uh, Mexican national team fans. And, but your uh, show is like my source for information to, to learn more about uh, the, the Mexico, cool. the Mexican team. So, the, the, this this these last couple weeks, uh, the last couple months, we've been talking about these two losses, right, in the Nations League and in the Gold Cup. What is the feeling overall, from your perspective, of of how how embarrassed should Mexico be that they lost to the U.S. twice in a row in these two finals? Yeah, man. Oh, and to our C team, and to our C team. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mexico fans should be embarrassed. You know, it's 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 it's. It happens to every sports fan, right? You're out there, you're talking the crap, especially if you know you should win games. You know, a, a U.S. that we've seen this gold generation, they really haven't beat anybody, you know, when we keep saying out there as fans. And then, you know, a Nations League that is just some kind of made-up tournament, the CONCACAF, um, you know, winning in extra time, Guadalajara missing a penalty. So you have these excuses that's like, 
the U.S. just it's not there, right? They're just they're coming along, right? Then you look at the Gold Cup team and they don't bring in their you know the A squad like everybody says. And Mexico looks at it, and as a Mexico fan, you're gonna go, okay, it's gonna be an easy Gold Cup, which it never is, by the way. And uh, we're gonna win it somehow, get into the final in there, and obviously in Las Vegas in an amazing stadium with a home crowd, just like you <laughs> said. Uh, Mexico finds a way to screw this up for us fans who have been talking about this team, who have this world-class coach. And, uh, and yeah, it's embarrassing. You know, I'm pretty sure everyone was mad. I, was, I went down to the supporter section, you know, the VS Army supporter section afterwards, and there are people crying. And I forgot that people cry in sports. <laughs> I'm not yeah. kidding. They're just sad. And I, it reminded me, I'm like, when's the last time I cried for Mexico? Am I not that great of a fan? But, no, you start getting more of this angry feeling because they should have done better. It's a little different when it's a hard loss and a team – that was, you know, so good. This is these are these. This isn't even the A squad, like U.S. fans keep saying it. So it's even it's doubly bad. And uh, but you know what? Like our friend Danny Alves just said in, in, last night over the Olympic against uh, Mexico, you win some, you lose some, and you got to keep going. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, it's been and, tough. And this is also, and you also just lost in the Olympics, which also does not <laughs> yeah, this, help this this streak. Yeah, yeah, aren't going <laughs> I mean, love the first thing. Alexi goes, "Hey, how you doing, man?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm look the US uh men didn't even make it to the Olympics. So, you know, that's uh at least something to uh you know hold over them. Uh so the, the yeah, the, this is like the 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 specifics about the 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 team uh itself. I mean, Alexis mentioned this C team. Uh like I don't know, I had this feeling uh somebody had asked me uh, before the game on Sunday morning, they were like, "I they were like, oh, Mexico's probably gonna win pretty easily." And I'm like, "I don't know, man. They've the 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 I think the performance, the la- the two semifinals, the 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 uh, the U.S. against Qatar said a lot about how good this team was, this quote unquote C team, and then the 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 struggle that Mexico had against Canada." Yeah. I think also said a lot that and those two matches is what made me a bit more confident that the US would uh would would have at least a, a, a strong chance. What did you think of that game against Canada because there was a lot of conc- it was the the concacafiest of the matches I <laughs> I felt uh and you went and and well when Dana White and Joe Rogan showed up <laughs> at the sidelines you know little... I mean but the... yeah you you got to look at those games and that Mexico always finds a way to struggle against against CONCACAF teams people think that all right maybe Guatemala's not making it to the World Cup Mexico has lost to Guatemala in, in the Gold Cup so right so there wasn't a, a you know Mexico the Trinidad and Tobago game struggled then Guatemala and then um then Honduras, you know, it looked like it, it, Mexico was doing well, but they always had these little slapses of first half or second half where they just got dominated by weaker teams. Then Canada came, right, with defensive troubles, with their captains not being there, with their best players not being there. And I feel like the players weren't ready to have a team attacked like Canada did in the second half because in the first half, Mexico dominated completely. And just the same problems, you know, they got to score one goal, but it wasn't going in. It wasn't going in. The same problem that they had. And then that's when kind of the alarms of all the Mexico fans are like, wait a second. We, we, we can't even, like, dominate a Canadian team that didn't bring, you know, their full stars. Um, somehow found a way to do it, right? And I think I was super confident, and I said it all over my, my, uh, my social media. I think Canada, the defensive mistakes that they've had in the, in the team, Mexico is going to capitalize with a man like Funes Mori, but they didn't. And I think, you know, 
right before the U.S. game, I'm going, this is the type of game that Mexico will find a way to lose because they're supposed to win 100%, yeah. right? It's that un- it's this psychological game that has happened since the 2000s. After that World Cup loss, I feel like Mexican teams just went, oh, man, it doesn't matter of the quality that we have if the mental games are in there. And, yep. But that, yeah, and and what happens is pressure, pressure, pressure. They underperform, and then a defensive mistake, a corner, a set set piece, and the U.S. wins it. You know, it, it is exactly what happened on on Sunday. So it's so we're at. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Tata Martino because when he got hired by the Mexican national team or mm-hmm. Mexican, uh, you know, federation, I was so upset because I said, you know, here's a great opportunity for this manager or this coach who's very progressive offensively and, and has a system that probably doesn't take an incredible amount of time to, to input. And is easy to understand. It's like, Hey, everybody run as far forward as you can and put the ball in the net. (laughs) And it seemed so perfect for the athletic squad that we had. And I was actually very upset. I wasn't upset when we hired Burhalter. I like Burhalter, but I was upset when we didn't even give uh, Tata Martino a chance. And I thought Mexico was going to sort of, reign supreme from that point on what has been the biggest issue in instituting his system because it just doesn't seem like it works the way it's worked in other places with that that i feel like you know if we have to mention you know mexico went to to um to europe and beat holanda the netherlands and i probably had the best game under tata's you know reign um but Tata system involves very very talented players up front right when you're saying we're going to go forward to get the ball fast and transitions and going mm-hmm. in, it works when it's Chucky Lozano on one side right. and it works when it's Raul Jimenez in the front and Tecatito on the on, on the other side, right? As soon as that just went away, Tata could not find the answers because you cannot substitute an amazing player like like uh, like Raul Jimenez and what happened to him in his injury. You, and then in the Gold Cup, Chucky Lozano could just run circles over everybody, just how fast he is, how talented he is, what he's doing in the Italian league. And it felt like there's no answer. And I think that has been the problem. And not making excuses because this is our team, right? This is who we have. But it has taken a lot for Mexico to be the Mexico that Tata wants to be without the players that he was counting on. And he pretty much circled around. Like he said, all right, this, these are my players. I'm going to do the system. And I'm going to work it and work that way to train with everybody so we can get the ball to these guys. And uh, what happened? They left and the system is still there, but it's not working. Right. You know, and it's, yeah, it's we're not scoring goals. I like this question from uh, from Thomas. He said, how does uh, Martinez still have a job? Is Mexico overreacting, slipping? Are, is, are you, are you, is Mexico becoming more rational and reasonable with their managers? He still has a job and he's continued to have, continue to have a job. There's the term proceso, right? Because we were kind of always like, oh, Mexico, as soon as they don't like it, they're going to fire somebody. He was like a stat, like seven coaches in like four years between 2011 to something like that. Um, but I think the FMF and Federa- I mean, the Federation has been like, this is our guy. And uh, at the same time, there's nobody else out there. I mean, anybody could say, oh, Tata's out. Who's going to come in? There's yeah. really no one that's going to come try to coach this team. So uh, we're not going to sound the alarm you know, the bells yet. But like I said in my, in the show yesterday, the Mexican soccer show, it's starting to, 
you know, the snowball starts. Like barely everyone's picking up the snow and we're putting it up in a hill. And it just goes like one little thing that can happen because World Cup qualifiers are right around the corner. If you remember, there's three games in like a week. They have Mm -hmm. to travel from, you know, from all parts of North America into Mexico. It's a close game because our stupid idiot fans in the chant, (laughs) right? So it's, it's the perfect combination of snowball where you lose in the Azteca or a tie in the Azteca and you go to Costa Rica to play and you come back and do another home game, you get a tie. The alarms start rounding. Who can we get? Because Mexico missing in World Cup. Just forget it. Erase Mexico off the map in the world. Okay. Yeah, I, that would be worst case scenario. I thought worst case scenario is if that, that doesn't get you to a fifth game, you know, but imagine no game. <laughs> that would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, really tough. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, that's 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 what it is. And, and uh, you know, many people are already saying, I don't think he's going to last. I'm up there after the final with some journalists that are going, I know how this thing goes. It's starting to sound like 2013. And uh, if you remember, 2013 was just horrible. We, we called it, instead of, you know, the three Titanic, right? Because of three, <laughs> the Titanic. Yeah. It's just slowly just going. Everything's cool. We're the biggest boat ever. And then, oh, a little tiny iceberg. We're cool. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I like what Osito Burrito said. Uh, Osito Burrito 3 said. <laughs> I love they've got Shouts to the username, Osito Burrito. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've, got, they've gotten firefighter managers in 02, uh, uh, 2010, and in 2014. There's someone out there, but we know what the ceiling to that is, and it's the fourth game. What is – do you think that the Mexican fan base right now, and more importantly, the Mexican media, can just take it easy – knowing that these World Cup qualifiers are coming up and that that added pressure, the thing that we always talk about with England, where, you know, the pressure on the fans and the pressure, I'm sorry, the pressure on the players and the fans put on them. And then on top of that, the media just doesn't let up, doesn't help. Do you think there's there's a way through where that doesn't necessarily happen uh, yeah. coming up with these World Cup qualifiers? Yeah, there there is, right? The alarms aren't there yet. And it's because we don't necessarily have Raul's coming back. Chucky's coming back. We have Guardado, who's our captain. Ochoa, right. the Olympic guys that are doing well. So, you know, starting to put in the, the, the pieces of, of players that are going in, right, and saying, okay, this this wasn't like in 2013 where the best players were losing in Aztecaso against Honduras, right? This wasn't like we're going in there. It, um, there's still a building team, and, uh, and that's where I think people have like this, hold on a second, let's not freak out. Right, it's not the end of the world yet. That quinto partido can still be there. If everybody gels up, I mean, losing someone like Raúl Jiménez up front is huge. And I, if you would have had him in the in, in the Gold Cup, it would have been different for sure, a hundred percent. So not yet, but it's like you kind of open the window and you kind of look out and see. You're like, okay, yeah, that that the car crash is is right there because you know <laughs> there's three cars waiting up to happen. Yeah, you know, so so it's so it's I can see it now. But well, before the beginning of summer, I go. Mexico win the Nations League, right? Even if they don't, okay. The Gold Cup, they'll win it. And then, you know, a little nice little the Olympics. Hopefully they do well in the Olympics. And then, you know, they can they'll take that momentum into the qualifiers and we'll see what, what we have. Okay. Took the double L there. <laughs> the double L. Yeah. Yeah. All of the US fans. It's, it's, pronou- it's, pr- it's pronounced like a Y, Alexis. Yeah. yeah in case anybody's <laughs> interested. <laughs> so, um, so this is, you know, on this show uh, on Twitch, we usually focus on uh, the, you know, European uh, soccer and football, right? And, and I want to talk a little bit about just the, the roster that played um, in the, the Gold Cup final. 
And while you're doing that, I just want to say thanks to everyone who's followed and subscribed uh, oh. while, while we've been on. Yeah, Appreciate thank you so you. much. Yes, we'll keep asking questions. We'll get to a couple of them. Uh, uh, so please do, don't, don't stop. So the, uh, I want to talk about some of the Mexican players that are playing in Europe versus the uh, American players that are playing in Europe. It seems like the last few years, the last, I would say, maybe five to eight years, the, 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 the jump from, uh, you know, of American players that uh, have made the move to Europe – uh, that that then also play on the national team has just it's been exponential. Um, mm-hmm. But the Mexican players that move over to Europe, it seems like it's slowed down a little bit. I don't know if mm-hmm. there's something if it's if it's if it's Liga MX is is it the 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 the, the stock the quality? What what do you think is? Let's also talk about the level. I think that's mm-hmm. important. Well, For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We see like another every three weeks, like you know, journalists. Another one, another player goes to Europe. Yeah, yeah. Just DJ US Khaled know. reporting on all this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not they were talking about DJ Khaled. Another one. Um, you know, as as a Mex fan, you you're, you again, you get angry because the quality is definitely there. There are players that we should go. That guy should go to Europe. This person should go to there. And nobody is going to argue that that's where the best football is being played. And Everyone should just try to get out there as soon as possible. But there's, I would say, many different factors. Number one, Liga Mekis is a is, is a league where, from owners to to players to people, agents kind of get you know involved in the transactions of players, and it comes out that's not the best interest of players, right? Like the very first thing someone tells you, ah, el dinero de los de los de, you know from the club, the cuervo owners, as would say. By the way, yeah. someone, yeah. Asked what, ah. someone asked what uh, what what. Um, what what I had it here. Yeah, it's Club de Cuermos on, on Netflix. It's hilarious. Uh, it's one of the best shows I decided to wear this one just because I didn't want to wear it. Three one. Didn't deserve it. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let me do something that's at least funny or whatever. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, it, that's what everyone always says, right? The money interest, right? I, another thing that I think it's easier for the U.S. And if you look at all the players and, you know, having uh, European passports or, or going through that system where they find a way to get to the U.S. to play in Europe a little faster, it's really hard for Mexican players. There is a thing through through um, through players in Spain. So you're going to see more Mexican players play in Spain mm-hmm. because you don't need to have so many years. Uh, you can get there. Um, and it's kind of like that's why you see a lot of U.S. players playing in the Bundesliga, right, going over there. It's kind of like see you play Mexican players play in, in, in Spain. So that's another thing. And also because they pay really well in, in Mexico. I mean, that's why, you know, when you're looking at it, you're going to go to another team in some, you know, in, in a country where you don't speak the language and you're going to go out there and uh, you're going to get paid less. And you've seen some players that it's, you know, it's kind of hard to do. And so there's so many different factors that that happens. But I can tell in the level of quality, there's so many you know, players that could easily go and play in these teams. And uh, it's just hasn't had that transition from like, let's go. But when you see one throwing it out there, like Arteaga, they're going to jank, you know, everyone applauds. And you can see how good he's become from his, his uh, physicality of his game to how much his game has grown. So, yes, I think the U.S. is going to continue to do it. And the more players that are abroad, it's going to make it harder and harder for Mexico to uh, to beat you know that U.S. team and the rivalry is going to keep going. Yeah, I'm so impressed with the amount of players that when you without almost like when you look back, it's like you blink and all of a sudden the America the U.S. national team has players in some of the biggest clubs in Europe. And when you look at it, I mean, you got Chucky Lozano at Napoli. I know you mentioned a, a gank, but I think we could we would say gank yeah. is probably in a tier two. Oh yeah, but you've yeah. got you know Raul Jimenez playing in the in the Premier League, playing for for Wolves. 
but he's playing in the Premier League and he was incredible in the Premier League, which everyone mm-hmm. said, like, you know, it's a difficult league and takes a while. He stepped in and played incredibly well. But you got, you know, Guardado and Lainez playing at uh, Real Betis, which, you know, you want to see them at, at, a, at a team that at least gets Champions League, you know, yeah. uh, on, you know, on a year to year basis, things like that. Where are those where where are those, uh, you know, sort of those rumors? You know, there's rumors of, of some of the American players like, you know, uh, Gianluca Busio doing doing the job for us and letting everyone know that uh, what's his face? Uh, Reggie Cannon might be moving to Nice. Things like that. Are there rumors <laughs> that, Wait, that uh, it, you know? I thought no. I, Reggie Cannon was about, about Venezia. I think you got it backwards. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Not that it really matters, but yes, Reggie Cannon basically said on the uh, the Instagram live like, oh, he's kept yelling Venezia, Venezia, and he's like, and and uh, Busio was like, don't say anything. It's not confirmed. <laughs> like you can't like really. I think he also said that he was going to OG, uh, Nice. But anyway, okay, okay. The point is. Where are some of those rumors? And also, what are we expecting from some of the youth players that we didn't necessarily see in in this competition and maybe we didn't see in the Nations League that might have a thing or two to do with maybe qualifying and possibly World Cup? It, that's the thing. Like, with rumors, it's, I feel like Mexico is – there's so many things that are going on, and, and you don't necessarily hear that many like you do in other places. Like, you guys, I feel like there's always somebody that's like, hey, there's always – somebody's watching this person, right? And, I, and like, to get to Mexican side of things – um, you used to hear it a lot more, but not like, a, whoa, this is a strong rumor because a lot has to happen for Mexico to go. You know, it's not just the call. You want it. You want to get paid. Cool. Both teams apply. All right. That's a rumor. Let's get, you know, things going. No, it doesn't work that way. Like it has to, a lot has to do, a lot has to happen for a Mexican player to even be in the, uh, you know, on, in the screen of a, of, of a team. Right. Um, but it's mostly going to be from the Spanish sides. Right, that that those yeah. rumors are coming around. Okay. That's where a Celta de Vigo, uh, you know, that you're, you're starting to see. Like that's those are the you know, those are the type of teams that are looking for players, um, and you're seeing that already. Luis Romo, uh, that's, that's at the Olympics, Alexis Vega, and so, but nothing concrete where I can go. This person's ready to go, right. and uh, yeah, mm. that's 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 there. All of a sudden, we we get it. By the way, boom, this player. Is already here. Like it doesn't. Even, we don't even get the rumor, and it just kind of happens. Okay, it's uh, crazy. Uh, Azteca Amile just said here for more support. Three of my fave people together. Okay. Oh wow, dude. Me, she we made so it. <laughs> she made it. Shouts to Amelia. Uh, also, work obviously uh, co-worker, uh, colleague of Weso uh, as well. She's, she's uh, pretty much a boss of. of uh, so we're, yes, we're, absolutely. That's she's how, a that's boss of, of ours as well. Somehow. Uh, <laughs> so Bay Area Guna said Mexico still a powerhouse. I don't get the overreaction with a team that can just easily bounce back in a couple of months. The problem is that they have to. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, not yeah, yeah. They, can. they have to. It's it's not an overreaction because we lost two finals to the U.S. Yeah. Like it, you know, we should be angry at what happened. Now, now, the hope is that the first fight. Yeah, and I'm gonna excuses. The first final, it was literally you know two set pieces and a missed PK that we lost. I think we looked better possession. We were there, and then in this final, we just didn't score because there was you know easily Funes Mori or Berlin would have gotten those two goals. And it would have been a completely different game. So yeah, right? It's it's I mean not, I mean not over. easily it's Matt Turner and goal. What are you gonna do? I mean True, yeah. <laughs> Matt Turner doing an amazing, amazing job. But I mean, there's there's so many things that can go and that's how usually Mexico has gone through where you know we on, on the 
like you know, football, soccer, sometimes you're just lucky. The result is all that matters. And on the U.S. side, I got it because it, Mexico's dominated in that Gold Cup. They were, you know, it, it looked like I tweeted, huele a gol, you know, when you know the possession mm-hmm. and it's yeah. coming. I'm like, oh, there's no way the U.S. is going to keep this rhythm. And it didn't happen. Right. And then extra time, tired, playing so many games, by the way, like six games before the Gold Cup that Mexico played in like a three week span. Players have been together for two months, not going out, pandemic, like every it was just perfect for Mexico to lose uh, the psychological game and uh, the physical game and ultimately the game. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I think that was what was surprising in those moments uh, of of quality that you where where like there there's, there were certain moments where I, I think when when Tecatito had that missed shot like that that, yeah. that good opportunity where I'm like man those missed opportunities were like if an American player had that had missed that you were like oh well it's an American player what are you gonna do well Ariola right. did right right Ariola right right yeah first you're like true but for Ariola dominated by the U S but for and him, then hits the pole but for him to even get that chance like such yeah. a clear chance like as men's national team fans we're just like not used to seeing that against mexico it's like how did he, the fact that he missed is so frustrating but the fact that he even got the chance we're like whoa we're getting good enough where we can high press and cause mexico to make yeah. a mistake well, like, like does it, that count as a goal <laughs> for us I mean, at least you guys remember the 2000s that was the u.s game plan it was right. donovan waiting for that mistake three you know, three passes in and Charlie Davis scores a golazo in the, in the Azteca, right? Off those counters, waiting for Mexico's dumb possession, back and forth, back and <laughs> forth, kind of like that Simpsons, you know, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. right? And it's like, and, and then all of a sudden, mistake, boom, three, Donovan's going crazy, you know, a, a goal over Osvaldo Sanchez, Mex- uh, is up 1-0. Could not do it, then the Dos Acero comes, psychological game comes in, and the U.S. are champions, right? And it, it, I almost felt, and I said that, in my tweet, we're back to the 2000s where the U.S. has us figured out. Let them play with the ball a little bit. We'll wait for the defensive mistake, but and then you know we'll capitalize it. The only difference is what happened 2009, the Mexico dominated almost everything, is that we had the talent. And talent usually, even though maybe games don't go well, the talent kind of you know oversteps it. And you're going to have a Chicharito who's amazing, you know, at the box going to score goals or you're going to have Tecatito go around, you know, players and, and then it's finishes. So it's not there right now. And uh, I think, you know, get ready for the qualifiers because uh, you know, talent does not get you those points. That's, that's the difference. I like what, um, where did it go? Oh, here we go. Robert uh, OC BAL Roberto Cabal, whatever his name, his name is uh, the biggest problem for Mexican players to go to Europe is that they can get two to three U.S. players for the price of a Mexican yeah, one, not necessarily exactly. related to quality. And most Mexican players are not from European descent, which wouldn't enable them to get a European passport. Exactly. That's really well put. But again, I, it proves your point and also goes back to your earlier point of that's what Spain's there for, right? If you can get players in an incredibly technical league like yeah. uh, La Liga, you're doing, you're doing just as fine. You're doing just fine. But I again, you have still have to, to take to, that extranjero spot right. and... That's why the EU passport is super, super important to try to go to another another league. And just like he said, he said it right. You can get three players. You can throw three really good South American players. It's not even U.S. fans. You can get three Argentinian players. You know, for the price of one, you know, mediocre Mexico player. Why are you going to take that? The only thing that we have is that once a Mexican player gets to a league, we give you about a two million. 
Twitter following, you know, to your right, to right, your right. social media. And <laughs> right. uh, you know, you, you have these little small clubs and a player comes in and we all automatically follow it because we do. And then <laughs> I'm like, teams, take note of what yeah. we did. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Wolves went and made a complete <laughs> They made a Mexico jersey. They made a Mexico jersey. <laughs> yeah. I have that jersey. I, it, yeah. I bought it right away. It was like yeah. $160, too. I was like, <laughs> for one, yeah, that third jersey was awesome, which I thought I was going to wear, but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, but it just goes to show. And we were when we were in Germany, they talked about that was when um, Bayern Munich had uh, what's his face, uh, Coutinho on loan, and they were talking about how Coutinho has more Instagram followers than yeah. Bayern Munich, the club. So it was important for us to get him on loan. And we were like, "What?" <laughs> you know. But it's it's part of it. I mean, that's why you want to get a player like a uh, you know a Jimenez. Because damn. <laughs> so let let's talk let's talk about uh, Raúl uh, Jimenez a, a little bit. And uh, obviously, he had that. A horrifying injury oh, uh, against Arsenal when he crashed uh, heads against uh, David Luiz. David Luiz, yeah, um, horrible. But he's he's back and he's playing. And I've seen. I, I haven't. I, I don't know if he scored in preseason yet. Uh, he, he had one goal. Okay, uh, I saw him hit the the crossbar in a free kick uh, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Uh, so he's looking, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of more normal th- uh, than ever. Um, but it, it kind of his. Um, hit, what, what do you think? What what should we expect from him in the in in the Premier League? Uh, and 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 then for these qualifiers, like how the, the, a lot is going to be asked of him for the for the Mexican national team yeah. when he hasn't played much in in about a year. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, the whole Raúl Jiménez thing. I mean, when we saw in it live and so many people tweeting and the the, the, the pictures that's coming in, it just kind of just goes. This isn't about football anymore, right? right? It's just about a person. Right. And you kind of feel bad going, when can he come back? Right. Like, it's yeah, talking, yeah. you know, the friends just like, you know, we shouldn't even worry about that. And you, you feel guilty. You're almost selfish. It's like, who cares? Right. So awesome that he's back. Um, and that uh, he's he's doing what he's loved to do, which is play football, right? Which is play soccer. Um, that question of what do we expect is kind of a tricky one because this is a head injury, right? It's right. not like you broke your foot and you're going to come back and you're going to run. Maybe you're not as fast or you hit it. But like this is everything revolves around your brain in this game. And not even on the physical part that you have to head the ball as a striker, but just your time, your quickness. And um, as we're seeing him uh, in as wolves is keeping us, you know, on track on what he's doing, I still don't think. And I, and I think I saw an interview somewhere in there that he will be even ready to play 90 minutes. So already asking him, you know, and a qualifier to come in and, I don't see him starting because of uh, of that. We're going to have to see what he does at, at Wolves first. And not only is he fit to play, but can the team trust him? And is, is he ready to be the Raul that it was before? And I think that's a big question mark right there um, because it's, it's like I said, it's not just a broken foot or, yeah. you know, some kind of injury. This is, it, it can be different. A timing, you know, uh, the, the way the game is played is you have to be really, really it's confidence. And then not only that confidence, right? That that's also, that's also how it is. So um, honestly, I, you know, talking to people around, uh, around the game and media, a lot of people are saying he's not going to be in the qualifiers and I think he's going to be in the camp. I think he'll be there. Maybe he gets subbed in, but uh, I think we're starting to see maybe, maybe a next year. Hopefully I'm wrong. And I think fans shouldn't be like, we need to put him in because he's got to come in. I don't think, I don't think he needs that pressure. And, uh, even though he's such a key figure to Tata's attack, you know we shouldn't just center. Like if we if Raúl isn't there, we sh- we can't make it because we yeah. do have good players 
and and you know we do have uh, players that can step in his position and maybe not be like Raul, but score some goals. So uh, in the Premier League, hopefully start hopefully starts getting him. Maybe a start this year would be great and starts you know getting that rhythm back, getting the confidence back. The fans are there, and uh, especially with the new coach you know see see what see what he can do okay yeah tales of asbel said raul in an interview said that he isn't ready to go yeah. full 90 yet but he is saying he is getting there tata said he would be called up if he is ready i think we can slowly adjust for the world cup qualifying um i think we weigh heavily on on henry and funes more uh funes more uh while we ease into him in my opinion yeah while he's well sorry while we ease him in in my opinion i think that's a smart way to go yeah because like you said with a head injury imagine he's like really tense on corners and he's afraid of I saw him head just the ball, knocked though. into so yeah, I mean but just getting knocked into it's different yeah. that like that that high speed of a of a you know big competition. So a little bit a little take your time. Also if, especially if you have to play us just take your time. Just, you know what I mean? Relax. Tranquilo papi. And I think that's I think that's really I'm not gonna say like good job pat on the back to Mexican fans and Mexican press like nobody's pressuring Raul at all. You know, like uh, that's you're not supposed to pressure him, but I'm like, I'm glad we don't have that conversation of Mexican fans because I know out there, uh, you know, treated the one of the greatest, um, and uh, and saying, oh, well, yeah, we want roll back at ASAP because that's all we have, but yeah, Funes Mori. I think I saw a question on there that Mexican fans, why are they against Funes Mori? There's so many different people out there, so many different fans, you know, if he's Mexican, in my opinion, he should play and he's fine, and I'll, even though he's got you know, he was born in Argentina and lived in the U.S. and whatever, he scores goals and we're good as long as he's he's in the mexican national team yeah uh, yeah that, that that is a, a bit, maybe a, another subject to talk yeah. about a little bit you just there is look there is the um kind of nationalistic uh pride that that can you know that can be borderline xenophobic and oh, yeah. and, and and it's it's just the the irony is that the way um, some americans would treat or think of mexicans Mexicans are treating Funes Mori for being Argentinian. You know what I mean? Right. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, there's so many levels to that, right? Sure, there are people that say Funes Mori should not be a national team. Not because he's Argentinian, just because he sucks. Right? That's what the point. Is it about football or is it about, you know, you don't, you don't bleed the red white and green <laughs> Sorry, that went right to the, to, the, to the u.s red white and blue um so yeah there's that there's that talk right and then there's the other we're like well you know should anybody just come and play for mexico just because they can't get to their team in, in argentina you know and then yes. there's that conversation, okay. right? yeah. there's, like, that, there's that conversation <laughs> when i'm like is, did, if Nack was like i'm done with france if i can play with mexico everybody be like let's do it like, you know, <laughs> of it course doesn't matter and of course but there are there is that nationalistic you know i think i think luis hernandez el matador is very like no we need to give you know somebody just can't switch jerseys maybe to him his experience is completely different i don't know and everyone's got and and that's why i don't judge the person that picks that because i'm not living in their shoes you know, as someone that was born in Mexico and came here, there's so many views of how I'm supposed to be Mexican or I'm supposed to be American. You know, you look at what David Ochoa did, right? I mean, yeah. you know, played for the U.S. and then now he's playing for Mexico and he's fine with it and he's he's happy. And people on both sides are judging him like he's not enough Mexican and now he's definitely American and even racist takes that are going against him. And it's like, dude, he it's his it's his shoes and you have no idea you know, uh, what he's lived through and he's okay. And I know people that love both teams equally. Like I didn't know this before, but this new generation of fans, 
that live here, that, that see El Tri and see U.S., and maybe they like both. Cool, because they didn't cry in 2002 in the U.S. Yeah. You know, beat them. Right. They don't hate the U.S. The, team like the, I do. The double U.S.-Mexico kids that you see yeah, at my, matches. I, I've, been, I've been seriously putting – you know, pictures of these half and half jerseys from Honduras and U.S., U.S. and Mexico, Mexico you know, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I ask them and they really do like both teams. And it's something for us old millennials that are going like, dude, you guys are, I, I can never. <laughs> Kids these never. days. <laughs> yeah. How dare you not despise someone you've never met before? <laughs> you know, when, when I saw the, the, the interview with uh Gignac when they when he lost when they lost um Champions League the uh, the, mm -hmm. the or 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 when they didn't get to the final or something like that and he goes I quiero esa pinche, pinche copa right as soon as I saw yeah, that yeah. I'm like that is a Mexican man if yeah. I've ever seen one <laughs> he's just putting tahine on a croissant <laughs> like, this man might be Mexican I don't know what you're talking about yeah that's the thing we're like and that's I mean in the other extreme of things, when Nack was playing in the Olympics, there was some Tigres players that were like, and this is France versus Mexico, that were like, go France. <laughs> like, like it's, it, it's hilarious how people have allegiances to countries that just because they identified to. And, and that's crazy. So, it, so I mean, uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's a conversation that there's so many layers. They just kind of go, look, it, they can do whatever they do. Sure, I don't want anybody to just like use the national team to get somewhere. But how, well, I can't judge them, right? And there have been some players that you can tell should not be there because they a coach liked them and they brought them to the World Cup, you know, and they should have brought another player, for example, right? You know, and because – so, yeah, you can – the selection of players could be controversial, but it's never about, you know, the the country that you, that you represent because Funes Mori was out there, you know – going like crazy with his players and even around his players. I talked to Herrera who said, who said that, um, you know, we're one of me, you know, I asked him the first game he played and I asked Herrera, you know, what do you think about who is Mori finally coming in? And he said, I just want to feel, make him feel welcome. Like this is his teammate uh, yeah. to the national team. So yeah. I mean, Funes Mori, he's singing the, the national anthem confidently, proudly. Yeah. yeah you love to see it. But he yeah. always says vos, which to me, <laughs> no, I'm just, you're just it's not. not. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, somebody asked, I think it was Liz, uh, Liz Forty said, did you see Chicharito's Instagram post? And I did not. But I also want to read this. Man on the Moon 915 said, craziest thing I saw in this Gold Cup was a Chivas U.S. men's national team fan. How? <laughs> oh, that, that is kind of hard. <laughs> it was it. I mean, the the, jer the jersey is like almost the same, right? Was it like a half and a half jersey because it's a red and white stripe? Chivas U.S. men's national team. I don't think I know a Chivas U.S. men's national team, but that's. <laughs> yeah. or, or are you sure it wasn't Chivas USA? No, they, but people keep saying, "Are you sure you don't mean Chivas USA?" <laughs> that that if you can if. Somebody message, you know, email me that or message me that. That'd be perfect. I, that what is that is out there. What is the? I'm trying to think of what, what's the equivalent of a of a Chivas team in MLS. What's the closest we have to Ooh. anything? Not really anything, right? First thing I thought of is like a Lazio fan voting for Biden. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh... Yeah, yeah. You, you know, the, then there's that part of it, right? Uh, yeah. That that's that bottle. Uh, uh, Amy saying, Amelia saying that that bottle we sold. Yeah, I guess I could see it. I could see it. No, we make fun of this guy. Um, um, yeah, no, it's you know, Chivas fans only Mexicans can play in Chivas, which right. You know, I don't. I don't know how that's still legal in a sense <laughs> in it's like just, labor laws. People just allow it. Yeah, dude. I don't. I think 
you know, that was the. It's uh, like the not so romantic version of Atletico Bilbao. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, coaches can be there, and I look. You know, I. It's it is what it is, but that, that's a strange one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that many. Somebody saying Orlando, Orlando, that Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, Orlando has a lot of like Brazilian or Portuguese players. Like the teams that in MLS, they they usually do it out of like what are the what's the demographic in the city? So let's get a Portuguese player. Therefore, you know, just to but imagine more that in MLS, like to Chivas. Imagine if a, if a team goes in there. You know what? We're only going to have American players in our team. Bro. How many people would sign on to that? <laughs> I mean, they'll Probably be they'll be holding uh, tiki torches. Uh, those people, I was saying, <laughs> but, but, right? be careful. Some of these executives can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a difference in like, man. You know, when we look at that, I'm like, oh, you, you turn that around, I, and that's why culture is completely, you know, cultures are completely different. Because in Mexico, we, oh yeah, all right, because of the extranjeros that come in and all this stuff, we're just going to make it all Mexican and part of the marketing of it and Chivas. And, you know, and it's it's genius by Chivas, right? Because people are going to cling into that. Yeah. But imagine if they did that in the U.S. Oh, man. <laughs> Crimson Pizza put Jeff Cameron just waiting for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Calling his agent immediately. Uh, I want to play from Mobile, Alabama. FC. <laughs> uh, all right. Weasel, thank you so much uh, no. for, for joining us, man. This has been too much fun. It's been long overdue. I'm glad we finally got to, to chat. Uh, so uh, can you let people know uh, – you know where to follow you, what to check out. For sure. I think, uh, and Sub Nine just said January sixth, FC. <laughs> I swear, yeah, Trump should not start one of his ventures. Imagine getting a team. Well, no. forget stakes, airlines. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, so they'd be using his airlines to get the game, so they'd never show up. Charlestown uh, United. All right, all right. All right. We, we, we went through everything, man. We, Guys, we went let me reset everyone. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> From boobs to boobs. <laughs> well done. Uh, gonna, let's see where you can find me. Yeah. I think that Weso Asquez right there. There's only another Weso, and I think he's like from another country. <laughs> so there's not that many. Uh, Weso Asquez uh, on Twitter and on Instagram is Wiz Vasquez. I just put Wiz, and I didn't think people thought it was like P, but I guess that's what it is. Uh, Wiz Vasquez. And then on uh, the Mexican Soccer Show, it's a podcast we've had since 2009, you know, and uh, started by Mr. Tom Marshall. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we, it's, it's on Mondays and we, sometimes we do a live show, sometimes we do a podcast, but that's there. And then all the content's coming from Foot Mex Nation, a little hard to pronounce, Foot Mex Nation, which is all in English uh, content for the Mexican national team. But yeah, I'm, uh, my DMs are open and I'm always down to talk about uh, Mexico and, and the Mexican league. That's right. It's in the chat, nice. uh, foodmexnation.com. Uh, go check it out. Um, I also, I, you mentioned Tom Marshall. Uh, I, I know him from Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Mexico World Cup, right? Yeah, yeah. And but so, guy, That's a genius. It's, I mean, it's a great Twitter handle, but you click on the name and you're like, all right, I didn't expect Tom Marshall uh, when I right. click on, <laughs> on that username. Uh, but it's a great, great work on his part. Our boy, our boy Tom Marshall, who uh, has been covering Mexico since like 2010 right. to 11, with you know, with Twitter starting to happen, and I mean, you know, I put my Twitter handle, and I'm sure all of you guys have changed the Twitter handles before from the very beginning. But he said, well, you know, if anybody says Mexico World Cup, I want him to see that I'm the one that's giving him the info. Yeah, genius. <laughs> He's an English guy from Manchester, you know, covering Mexico. Yeah, and uh, it worked for him, and uh, he's the. Uh, 
he's Don Don Tom. You know, he's he's, he's there. So no, he's great. I've seen him on the show uh, a bunch too. So uh, we so. Thank you so much, man. Uh, seriously, uh, you know, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, you know, this is uh, just just well, great. Uh, you guys going on TV, but I'm not, you know, this is, <laughs> let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump right in, man. Yeah, Let's do sure, it. Sure, sure. This is this it'll is my de- it'll be my debut. <laughs> this is the USL, the USL show. And then right. we got the- we try you out it's here. It's funny. I'll, I'll throw it out there. I'm going to give you guys the shade that it only took Mexico losing to invite me on the show. That's right. Well, we ain't trying to get you on if they win. Yeah, huh? we don't want to oh, see you happy okay. and confident out here. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So no, before no, no. you run. Before you run, Robert from LA said, "What is Foot Max Nation's predictions for CCL winner?" Uh, Mexican, Do you have one? Mexican league player uh, team. That's just that's just someone from the MLS. MLS getting that. closer, little by little. Yeah, sure. Uh, let's, <laughs> you know, that's what wow. I would say. I would... 16, 17 times a Mexican team has beaten it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily see another team, but you know, we've we've been cocky before. It's the only thing we have, all right, right now. <laughs> We'll be. see you at the League's Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're Mexican teams in the final. <laughs> we have a shot. Pumas is playing uh, NYCFC uh, in, uh, I think, a week or two. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see that. See Pumas at Yankee Stadium. See our, our homie uh, Sebastian Saucedo uh, uh, right. play there. Awful. So I'm excited to see that. Um, okay, Wiso. You're the best, man. Thank you so much. Uh, you can sign out out of the thing. We're going to keep on going with the show, but thank you cool, so much cool, cool. Uh, for hanging out, man. Seriously, appreciate right. it. Everybody see go fo- follow Weasel uh, and check out Food Max Nation. Everybody. Maybe we'll see you at the All-Star game. Yeah. No, oh. actually, I'll be there. Okay. I will be there. No. Sweet. Great. For sure. All right, Weasel. Take care, brother. Adios, amigos. Weasel Vasquez, uh, absolutely crushing it. Hilarious. Super, super fun. Uh, thank you so much again uh, for, for coming through. I'll, uh, I wanted to just um, uh, get the browser up working so that I can let people know uh, to go to Food Mix Nation and see the site and all that stuff. Uh, wanted to pull that up. right There it is. Oh, wait, no. Boom, there it is. Uh, FoodMexNation.com. Go check it out. Obviously, uh, yeah, great, great uh, uh, site. And uh, for all your uh, Mexican national team, Liga Mex, uh, Liga Mex Femenil, uh, all your uh, info uh, is there. So go go check it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amelia does a great job on there as well. Shout ex- to her. Exactly. Great, great team. Um, so... Uh, all right, where do we where do we uh, go from uh, here, Alexis? Uh, and also, first, I, I, I want to re- thank everyone who followed and subscribed. That's absolutely incredible. Shout out to the man on the moon who just subscribed, uh, just followed us. Crimson that Pizza just said only soccer podcasts I listen to are TSS, Cooligans, and a Mexican soccer show. Beautiful. I think we switch the order, uh, so we're first. <laughs> but other than that, that- Thomas goes back to boobs. <laughs> That's where we go, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> um, why don't we Why don't we talk a little bit about VAR? Okay, uh, because uh, the Premier League has uh, made some adjustments, so they're going to be a little bit more chill on calls. Did you see this? I vaguely I saw like a headline, so I didn't. I don't. But but explain the details about it. Honestly, that's all we need, um, <laughs> and then we can just make up the rest as we go. But they're just going to be a bit more chill, like. Um, you know, calls where there's some contact, they're not going to be so strict. They're going to think about whether the contact had something to do uh, with, you know, uh, needing a necess- necessitating a penalty, things okay. like that. So but it's one gonna- of the big, go ahead. 
It's going to be more open to the referee's interpretation as opposed to like what happened uh, Denmark against England and Raheem Sterling who right. got grazed and, and went down That was down one a of the examples. Easily. It's like that wouldn't have been called uh, mm-hmm. a penalty uh, in this new, uh, the new way of handling VAR. So first of all, the, the first question I have is why have it if you're not really going to use it? Because if the whole thing isn't going to be, um, you know, sort of take everything exactly by the letter of the law, Mm-hmm. And that's why we have this. If you're not going to do that, then why even have this at all? Go back to the linesman's judgment. Well, you know? okay, I- I'll say this. I think the so with the example of Raheem Sterling at the the Euros in the semifinal, the issue is I think in England they are not using VAR properly. I think that the the center ref is not using VAR properly at all because they're not really going to the screen for most plays. So it seems like in, in, uh, in, and I'm saying this about England in particular, because Bundesliga is similar to MLS. They go to the screen. The ref takes a look. I think if the ref would have, would have looked at the play uh, from Denmark and England, I could see him overturning it. But the fact that they didn't even look at it because the, the VAR referee said, I don't know if this is a, a clear and obvious error. Like that in itself is like, just look at it. I mean, well, actually, to Thomas 19064 said, and this is to what you just said, the problem is they were looking for any nuance to overturn the call on the field and taking too long to find evidence. They need to use a clear and obvious logic like you just suggested. If it takes longer than 30 seconds to figure it out, it's not clear and obvious. I mean, look, all of this is still up to judgment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I go up there, I'm going to see something different than if you go up there. You know, you go up there, you're going to be looking at replays and stuff. I go up there, I'm picking my own websites. You feel me? I'm going right to the booth, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, if I go up there, I might be looking at it from a different perspective. Even though the camera is, you know, the camera angle is the camera angle. You might be saying, like, Oh, there's the contact I didn't see when I first looked at it versus me saying, oh, but this contact led to something else. So there still is that judgment call. But the clear and obvious kind of it doesn't remove this whole idea of like you need to go find something that overturns the call. Um, I I still think I think there is. uh, Yes, that there is that nuance and there is that um, that that threshold of clear and obvious. But we know. Obviously, I mean, we could I'll probably look up the statistics of how often, how often Premier League ref, the center referee goes to look at the screen in a season. How many times did it happen last season? I would argue it was probably less than five in every single Premier League game last season. They they don't look at the screen, and and it's the complete opposite in Bundesliga and in MLS where they regular. I think I think even La Liga, they they go and look at the screen. Pretty much, I would argue, almost once every, like, two or three MLS matches. I feel like almost every MLS match I watch, a referee goes to look at the screen. If I'm, if I'm wildly inaccurate with that, please correct me. But I feel like that's, that's something that no, England I th- should implement. No, I feel implement. like you're right. Um, I also like what Crimson Vita said. He put this as a quote. This is a clear and obvious nipple, Your Honor. There it is. We all saw it. It's right there on camera. And here it is in slow-mo. 
<laughs> All right, there it is. Yo, right, you, you, you ain't never <laughs> seen no 60 frame per second nipple <laughs> out here. On, this on... is in 4K, bro. <laughs> uh, Thomas uh, said, but is it a man or a woman nipple? Inconclusive. Inconclusive. You okay, make it whatever we, you want. We have no idea what gender this nipple yeah. belongs to. <laughs> he okay? said, look at the screen. Uh, maybe if you put just a boob in there, those officials would be more likely to go look at the screens. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, I'd be you know like, what? Man, I gotta go up to the gym. ref is really spent a lot of time on here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get him a room? Um, Ash, thank you so uh, much for hitting the follow Ash, button, especially XR, during this. FN, thank you so much. Was it the boobs that did it? Uh, uh, made you hit that <laughs> follow button, everybody. <laughs> um, here's the other thing they're gonna do: is they're gonna make the VAR off sidelines thicker, and they believe that this is going to help the attacker not be called offside as much. And all of a sudden, everyone on Twitter is saying, yo, here comes Timo Werner. <laughs> yo, he's going to blow up next year. <laughs> um, the So, yes, we, I think we heard about this a couple uh, weeks ago. Um, I, I'm curious to know how, how thick... You know uh, the, how, how how girthy. I didn't know you were a size queen. How bro. girthy this bar line is gonna be because I'm I'm quite I'm quite interested. Um, no, I think the um, the Premier League needs to fix this, man. This is taking away. Uh, uh, admittedly, it's taken away the joy of from the game. The 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 fact that are they the they're the only league that does this, right? As far as just a league. I mean, I know. They they've been implementing this. No, other leagues have thicker. Of other, they've they've joined other leagues and making the lines thicker. No, no, I'm just saying with the lines themselves because MLS doesn't do the line. Um, Bundesliga, I don't think does the line. Also, I believe they all do it. No, MLS does not have the technology for the line. It is they just look at the. Uh, they just use their. If it passes the eye test, that's what. Uh, I you think know, you're that, wrong. I'm uh, I am 100 right about that. MLS has not purchased this system to you know at, at every stadium to be able to do this they haven't they do not yeah board Martin says i think epl is the only league that goes full csi on offside i've i've also seen it in copa america i know they've been they've been doing it on international competitions but i don't think all of them but i have seen it on copa america for sure um the uh so yeah it is it, it's not honestly don't use lines at all it's this feels like one of those um like like a you know like somebody got a government contract or like somebody's like son-in-law they're overdoing it they, so, somebody's son-in-law got it works for, for some company that made these lines and 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 they're you know their their father-in-law works at premier league and they're like you know what yeah let's let's use it um he's like guys it, you gotta use the stupid lines <laughs> Look, my, I, I need my kid out of my house all right? <laughs> it seems so wildly unnecessary just look at the camera if it looks like it's offside it's offside if not no keep it moving that it, it, it is such a problem is the camera isn't always at the perfect angle. for That's that. fine. That's fine. I'm, I can live with that. I, it's like I don't need it to be 100 percent exact. We have goal line technology. We have VAR in general. Uh, the lines will not help me enjoy the game anymore. So I, I say get rid of I don't care if it's thick. Then I don't why care. have VAR? If VAR is here to get every call right. Then that's, why have that's, it if you're not going to use the lines? VAR is not here to get every call right. VAR is here to that's help. That's what the technology should be used to for. To help with clear and obvious errors. That's it. 
How about this? How about we use VAR for everything? Okay. Well, I mean, just watch. Uh, let's just watch the entire game in slow mo. What, what is the? <laughs> hey, I'm fine with it. <laughs> what Five is... hours later, you're like, well, finally, we find out who won. No, but why don't we just use VAR for everything? Have like six or seven VAR trucks outside of every stadium, constantly tell the official what's happening. Uh, Liz uh, Forty just, just get the assistant referees a GoPro for a good camera angle, Alexis. That'd be a oh, great body that'd be cam. A, the body little body cam <laughs> on uh, on the on the uh, assistant refs on the on the line judges. That'd be kind of uh, I'd like to just watch the game from their their perspective because it, it would literally just be them like shuffling from side to side. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be fun. <laughs> Let's uh, put a camera on everybody so I can see from the defender. <laughs> I want to see from the fans, the steward. Okay. Bruh, go to mom <laughs> cam in the, in the fifth row. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Crimson Pizza, Pizza said, just put a tile on every player and inside the ball and GPS everything. <laughs> I'm down. Put a couple of Apple tags on some of these players. Um, okay. A little find, a little find my striker. You know. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about um, before we wrap up. By the way, up, Pat Mahomes is here. You should be able to use VAR to overturn yellow cards. <laughs> All right, Pat Mahomes. All right, we just we just spoke about you on our TV show. Hello, yeah, Pat dude, Mahomes. you buy one team, and all of a sudden you got ideas. <laughs> I like it. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Harry Kane. Um, we have to talk about Harry Kane. Harry Kane is uh, holding out. He is not showing uh-huh. up to Tottenham uh, uh, Hotspur training. Um, he is uh, he is trying to force a move to Manchester City, and uh, I, I didn't think it would come to this point. But apparently, he has said that he had had. These are rumors that he. I saw this from uh, uh, Fabrizio Romano, who is on Twitch now. On here, I was watching the other day. He was saying that um, Harry Kane had a gentleman's agreement. With Daniel Levy, that said that uh, after the season he want he, he said he wanted to play in Champions League and he wanted to uh, to to uh, move uh, to force a move and he's and and apparently that Levy had agreed to this uh, and now Tottenham saying he's not going anywhere. Their new manager Nuno is like he everybody's giving delivering the same message saying he's not uh, you know he's not leaving. Uh, but he apparently wants to leave. Why do, why do we think, uh, what, how do you think this ends up? Do you think uh, Harry Kane's coming back or he's going to actually force this move? I think Daniel Levy is a, hey, all right. <laughs> uh, held up the boob for everyone listening. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this is what I've always wanted. I want just a complete Chaos. slow collapse of Tottenham Hotspur. I just want... <laughs> I want Harry Kane to be unhappy. I want Daniel Levy to be under pressure. I want Nuno Espiritu Santo to be praying to the Espiritu <laughs> Santo that he made a mistake and he needs to get out of there. Right. I want him and son to be like, oh, who am I going to pass to? And I want there to be no answer to that question. And and I want, I continuously want uh, Deli Ali's uh, extensions to look as horrible as they still do. Um, I want all of those things. That said... If I'm looking at this from a personal perspective, I've been on Harry Kane's side from the beginning of this. Hold on a second. I, it's just a weird sentence for me to hear. Yeah. I, Alexis, <laughs> the notorious Gunner saying, I've been on <laughs> Harry Kane's side since the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Board Martin said, Daniel, please, Kane, don't leave me. Very nice. <laughs> um, uh, which recall, I've, I've been on Harry Kane's side throughout this whole thing. 
Mm -hmm. I've had arguments with professional players on Twitch. I've had arguments with other with uh, Tottenham fans and Arsenal fans about this. If you're Harry Kane, you have done your part for Tottenham. You have sat there waiting. You signed a long-term contract when you didn't need to, and it might it might fuck you over. But you you signed that long contract when you didn't need to, and you allowed you allowed Tottenham to sell to all these other potential players that they could sign. The fact that you'd be there for a long time and a new stadium was coming, and you did that so that they would build a winner around you, and they didn't. You've done your part. Move on. And if Daniel Levy, I truly believe, is a, is a, is is a bit of a snake, and he probably did have a gentleman's agreement, and says like, "Well, you ain't got that on paper, so you ain't gonna get shit." You know what I mean? <laughs> but I do believe that he did have a gentleman's agreement with Harry Kane, and Harry Kane is like, "Well, then I'm not going back." And everyone said, and now here's where I'm gonna disrespect Harry Kane. Uh, Harry Kane didn't put in a transfer request, of course not, of course not. But he did go. To uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, what well, he he had that uh, interview with Neville, where he basically talked about, I you know I want to leave. He essentially said that, and now he's just not showing up. I mean, how many? I he, you don't have to put in an official transfer request when you've sent every signal. <laughs> if right. if your girl went on TV and said she wanted to leave you, and didn't show up to your birthday dinner, right? Which is probably the equivalent here. I think all signs point to <laughs> yo should probably put somebody else. You feel me? No, the, uh, Levy's like, no, it's, it, she's just you sending mixed signals. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I can I could change her. I can get through yeah. to her. Maybe her maybe her calendar didn't connect. <laughs> no, nah. uh, Nick Lays just said uh, Alexis Harry quote Harry Kane isn't worth one hundred million. Guerreros is really on the side of Harry Kane. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I still don't believe he's worth a hundred million. And I still believe he absolutely deserves to leave. Uh, but okay, whether he deserves to leave or not is, I mean, is is a moot point because he has a contract. He is obligated to sh- to show up and play for sure. Tottenham. But we've talked about this. Soccer is a little bit different, right? Like, there's a little bit of honor that goes into what what happens here. This isn't like in the NFL where they're like you sign the document, you got to say. Which at the end of the day is true across the board, but. Uh, there is some there is some type of honor. There's a, there's a code here, and when a player has done as much for you as Harry Kane has done for Tottenham, made them legitimate for years, given them the opportunity. You know, you brought in someone like a Mourinho, and he played even better. You know what I mean? And he worked even harder, and he made himself into an assist machine. Uh, you gotta you gotta give that guy the opportunity to go out and win uh, a championship somewhere else. He's not winning trophies at Tottenham, right? So. Uh, so I, I want to think of the two. <laughs> Top the- of my voice said, Alexis is on whoever side will lead to more chaos in Tottenham, <laughs> which is also very true. I'm curious. Uh, like the, the two scenarios are uh, essentially, uh, obviously he leaves or or he comes back. But what could what could Tottenham say? Maybe I'll open this up to the chat as well. What could anyone at Tottenham tell Harry Kane that will convince him to come back to training and come back and, and play and let's say theoretically finish his contract out at, at Tottenham. Is there something someone at Tottenham can say to get him? Cause look, if it got, if it got to the point where he is now just missing training and he is, you know, he is c- captain England, right? He is, he is the, 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 you know, the, the face of, of, of like what people want the, the, uh, the, uh, 
English kind of traditional striker to be. They're putting all, yeah, like all these kind of things on him. But for him to do this, this doesn't feel like a, a Harry Kane move, quote unquote. But it just feels like it's, if it's gotten to this point, it's because it's really, really bad. I don't think it's really, really bad. I think he sees his opportunity to leave. I think it's been really bad for years. Okay. I don't think it's gotten to this point. And, I, and, you know, what is I don't think there's anything you could say to him besides, look, we've got a bunch of great players that they we're going to sign around you. They signed uh, um, Cristian the kid from Romero. Atalanta. Atalanta. Yeah, the kid from Atalanta. Um, yeah, obviously, they, they re-signed uh, Young Min Sun, uh, but not, no big moves uh, from Tottenham. I, I don't know. I, I can't really expect a better season than they had last year. <laughs> Taco Time said, if he got an English translator, he might come back. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> uh, I've, uh, Nick Lynch said, Harry, if you come back, we'll hire Alexis as your pizza taster. Mm. Oh, that's painful <laughs> for both of us. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know that there's anything Tottenham can do to keep him. And frankly, I don't think they should. I think, first of all, you know, you're going to get a hundred and some odd million pounds from the sale of this guy. If he doesn't want to be at your club, you probably shouldn't have him at your club. Uh, to me, that moment is the moment that your career at that club dies when you admit out loud or when you do something that shows you don't want to be there, that's when I lose confidence in your ability to play at that club. So if it's time to go, go ahead, pack your bags, move on, get as much money as you possibly can for him. Trying to keep him now is just going to make both sides unhappy. And the fans have probably not going to be given as much leeway to a player like Harry Kane. If he doesn't start scoring right away, it's going to be the booze. It's going to be, he doesn't want to be here. He's a mercenary, yada, yada, yada. So as far as I'm concerned, there really is no way out. Sell the player, buy yourself even better players. But this is the problem with a team as dumb as Tottenham. You've waited <laughs> until how long? The transfer window is about to close. Who are you going to buy now? Yeah, You get 100 million pounds tomorrow. Who are you going to buy? You're going to have to buy three mediocre players with that, which is what you did last time when you sold Gareth Bale and nothing happened. So go back and buy Soldado again, you bunch of boobs. <laughs> Alexis, there's only one boob in your house. What are you doing? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. If you're going to make that joke, you could at least bring more boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I got to Hold on. I'll be right back. I whip my shirt off. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the... It is a, uh, you know, well, I wanted to say, uh, point this out. Board Martin said, uh, offer him a six-month loan to a team in Champions League, not in England. Nothing else would come to mind. Yeah, this is a, 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 a scenario with, without um, too many outcomes. Uh, it is, if, he do, if, if Tottenham says you're staying and you have to stay and you have to play, uh, bruh, it's going to be a rough, uh, a rough year. I, I, I don't know. Not, not to say that Harry Kane wouldn't be like a consummate professional and, and, and score, uh, you know, a bunch of goals or whatever, but Ugh. it is going to be every, after every game, the, 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 the post-match interviews, it's going to be like, why do you want to leave the club? Why did you miss training? Why, Every uh, decision he makes, if he eats dinner slightly outside of Tottenham, <laughs> they're going to be like, he's already looking for a home in a different neighborhood. I mean, it's just everything just, is going I'm to... I'm just a Nando's. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> why all the way in Manchester? Huh? Um, it's, you know, the media is going to attack this because it's a story and it's something to talk about. And I mean, isn't this the most Tottenham thing that could have happened? 
is to wait this long and then still have it all collapse. And I like what Vinegar Stroke said. He said, reunited with Potch at PSG. I think that's that's what could possibly happen. I don't know if PSG has the money or has has even flirted with the idea of uh, of signing him. I mean, obviously they have the money, but I don't know if they're they're available to spend the money. I guess we'll say. I don't know if financial fair play rules even matter anymore. But um, yeah, him and Pochettino would be great at a different club. The um, the other thing, uh, Jack Grealish. I've been seeing this about. Um, uh, that people are, are trying <laughs> Crimson to... Crimson Pizza said, by the way, Alexis, and I quote, let the really good striker leave the team I hate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Jack Grealish... So obviously, they're both trying to go to Manchester City, right? That that seems to be the the, the move for, for Grealish and Kane. Um, and, and now there seems to be a push for... Um, Grealish, I mean, it seems to be like a campaign, like a, a, a mounted campaign of basically telling Jack Grealish to not leave uh, Aston Villa and to to not go to Manchester City because it'll it'll like ruin football, like the, these big money clubs, and for Manchester City to, to you know just miss out, obviously losing the Champions League final, and then pick up Grealish and Harry Kane. Um, Look, I, at this point, I'm beyond the, like, it's ruining football kind of thing. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Just let's, let's make this, uh, uh, you know, football manager. Sign whoever you want. Like, rules what for? Um, Everybody gets steroids. <laughs> let's see what happens. Because, look, it seems like even when there is a, um, when somebody gets caught doing something wrong, there doesn't seem to be any penalty anyway. So, whatever. Um, that's a true, that's a good point. Right, right? So, no one ever really gets in trouble, so who cares? So uh, Liz Forty said, "How would Jack to City ruin football?" It, it is. I, I do think. It, I, I think buying two hundred million dollar players it, in the right, same it, window yeah, it, it feels like it does. <laughs> it, I think it's maybe not him individually, but if it's Kane and him, uh, uh, then it feels a little bit like uh, you know, it, like something's going on or whatever. Regardless. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Like the just that Manchester City has the ability to do this, and do you think it pretty much guarantees them winning the Premier League again? But is this something that, um, like, I, I honestly think it, this would be it would be such a huge move for Jack Grealish to to move to Manchester City for his career, and it would the the amount of money that Aston Villa would get would improve them. Uh, astronomically, in my opinion. Uh, so I would say, I think Aston Villa wants to sell. I've never been maybe Robin Van Persie because I feel like we didn't get enough money for him uh, because he was older and had a uh, you know a bunch of injuries prior to the year he left Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I've never been one of these guys that's like, go all out to save your one player. Uh, maybe Obama Yang only because I, I feel like we needed to end to like, you know, end that era of selling our best players. But when it when a, a team wants your best player for that much money, uh, which I'm gonna call it. I love uh, Thomas. This is so funny. Yeah. You guys are, oh, you don't want a super league? Watch this. Yeah, we'll bring <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll bring the super league to you, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh we're gonna make it anyway. Um I think at the end of the day, like if a player wants to leave and you're gonna get that much money, if you're Aston Villa what do you really get by a Jack Grealish staying there? He's an incredible player, but you're going to have to spend a bunch of money to surround him with better players. And I know they're going to get better players and they're in a better position than they were previous. Um, 
but I just think you stand to gain so much more. You get rid of a player like Jack Grealish. If you're smart about where you spend that money and how you spend that money, you're going to be coming up on, on foundational money. You're going to be, you're going to get money that could, could set your club, you know, uh, you know, in the right direction for possibly the next decade or two. So, you know, uh, I just, I really don't understand why these teams fight so hard uh, for the player to go there as an Arsenal fan. I don't think we have a chance in the top, let's say two or three. Right. So this doesn't really, I'm not necessarily worried about what happens here. I think it'll be fun to watch whichever way it goes, because I, again, I like that mayhem. Right. But when you look at, you know, what's it going to take for, for a team like, let's say Arsenal to catch up or even Everton, like, what do you have to do to catch up? Jack Grealish not going to City. It makes it a little easier for <laughs> right. us to get the potential to finish first. You know what right. I mean? Uh, Liz Forty said, as a Villa fan, I don't mind the move at all. It's a massive loss, obviously. The captain, face of the club, easily the best player. But for him as an individual, it's fantastic. And for the money, it is fantastic. I 100%. Uh, are we the only ones who care about that? Are we, uh, like, are, because we're American, are we the only ones who are, like, worried about the player's individual successes? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I think I think uh, even prim- fans in England care uh, to some degree about the the individual player. Like especially if they're, like, I think it's very beloved. few and far between. Okay, I mean, I, definitely, I would say Premier fans in England hold club over the individual, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Point I'm making uh, for sure. Uh, I think. Um, which one call it? Uh, Pari Pro Prolepeske, my this guy. Uh, he said, as an Inter fan, um, and I live in Milan. Lukaku to Chelsea for 130 million. Great job, Chelsea fans. I yeah. think this is a massive mistake for Lukaku. So you he's, do care about the individual player? I do. Again, I'm not from <laughs> England. Uh, I think he's a god in in Milan. Mm-hmm. Why would you, at this point in your career, why would you put yourself back in the Premier League? Oh, go! I would say this. I, I don't think I don't wouldn't mind the move back to the uh, Premier League, uh, preferably Everton. But a move back to Chelsea is the confusing. That club. What are you doing? Didn't value him. Didn't appreciate him. Sent them out on loan. Did the disrespect I, of making him play at Everton. Ugh. <laughs> that was a, <laughs> he wouldn't be at Manchester <laughs> and 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 Inter without Everton. Anyway, um. Yeah, this is. Uh, I would like to see him at a different team. I, I, I honestly don't think Chelsea. I don't think Chelsea's the right team for him. Uh, could he? Could he win the league with Chelsea there? I don't know. The the, the team seems to play um, a little bit. I don't know. It, it seems uh, Lukaku's like definitely uh, uh, feels more of a holdup play kind of guy and Chelsea doesn't feel like they need that I mean that's what they got rid of Olivier Giroud they right. don't play Tammy Abraham they they just they seem to want a, a faster paced uh, attacking line and Lukaku doesn't seem to be the best fit there in particular I think Manchester United could use him I think it'd be great back at Manchester United yeah Manchester United could use anyone that's not 36 years old uh but <laughs> I I just don't I don't see where the win is here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you um, maybe maybe you stand a chance at winning Champions League again, but you also kind of do that with Inter. And I know Inter are hard up for money, 
So they're looking like, uh, you know, they want to sell everybody, anybody they can, uh, because they're so much, they're in so much financial trouble. Um, but this just feels like a mistake for Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Bayer Aguna just said Lukaku uh, and La- uh, Lautaro uh, are so good together. But Lautaro Martinez, so you mentioned Inter having some money issues. They had to they had to sell uh, Ashraf Hakimi. Uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 I believe they sold somebody else. Um, but th- they're this, looking to sell uh, Martinez as well. So and Arsenal uh, keeps I, coming up. Uh, yes, I, that's why I want to mention because Arsenal seems like the 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 landing spot uh, for Lautaro. Um, the uh oh Nick Lay just said selling San Lukaku is greater than going into bankruptcy. Yeah, look, they're 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 listening to offers. They're like, okay, you can really help me out of this bind I'm in, okay? My uh, point is if Lukaku's smart, he does what Griezmann is doing and saying, Look, I'll take less money to stay here and help you guys. Okay. Because going back to Chelsea, I mean, why would you put yourself back in that that pressure cooker? Why would you put yourself back into that powder keg? When you're a god in Milan, you don't need that anymore. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know his finances. I'm not here to speak about people's money, but it feels like you don't need all that extra money. You well, know what I mean, mean? What's left for Lukaku? What does he want to do? He obviously he wants to. He, he probably wants to make it to the next Euros or play well in the World Cup. Yes, right? I, I think Belgium is obviously it's still the number one ranked team in FIFA. They're they're always favorites, but they always seem to disappoint uh, during in, in you know international tournaments. So Lukaku probably wants to win the Premier League. I think he would want that at least once mm-hmm. in his life. Um, he, he won in Italy, uh, and I think and and winning an international trophy. I think th- those are the 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 last two things I I think he would want to accomplish in his career. Uh, I could see him going back to the Premier League before his career is over. Um, he's Such also a mistake. He, he's also rumored to be interested in MLS. Uh, he had he had tweeted about maybe playing in New York or Miami or LA. Um, so that's a, 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 another thing there. Um, you know, he, he he doesn't have an MLS Cup yet, so always going to be a stain on his career without that. Uh, so. The um uh oh yeah, Chris Napisa said Lukaku to Man City confirmed then, right? <laughs> they could afford him. Yo, how yes, great, they can. He would be incredible at in Manchester City. He would be perfect for them and he would be beloved. I don't I don't think he'd be treated the same way he does get treated at Chelsea. Right. That's what uh, I'm sure. Okay. So the um uh if there's any other subjects uh before we wrap up, if uh anybody in the chat wants to put it in. Uh, feel free to do that. I'm a, there's a couple things I saw. Shaka uh, going back to Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that was that shocked me, uh, dude. The, what are we doing? And I think we're giving him a four year deal. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Granit Xhaka is not a bad player. It's just like the you know he he loses the faith of uh, I think the fans and uh, maybe the coaching staff from time to time. Whether it's some bad, either whether it's a mistake, whether it's. Uh, you know, aggressive. Doesn't he get? He's gotten a couple of red cards the last like couple of years, right? Right. He's been sent off. Remember, he got sent off, and this is why he got. The fans were really upset with him, right? When he got sent right. off. Um. So the uh, kind of a shock, but I I don't I can't tell if the so he was supposed to move to Roma. Um. I don't know what where the deal failed there. It seemed like it was it was. It a seemed slam like dunk. they couldn't. No, I think they couldn't come up uh, to Arsenal's valuation. I think the original offer was 17 million uh, pounds, if I'm not mistaken, 17 million pounds. Okay. Uh, which is probably what, like 20, 22 uh, million euros. Shaka um, is the Bobby Duar Whitney. Way to make it very <laughs> Newark specific for me, by the way. Uh, God damn. Um, 
So Shaka got Arsenal on crack. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> the, which uh, McCauley? I think. I think at the end of the day, he played so well in the Euros that there wasn't the intensity for him to leave that there was before. You know what I mean? Right. When you play uh, well in the Euros, it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, they were sort of reminds me of, like the Gold Cup. Um, after. I think b- before that final whistle or before the goal uh, that Miles Robinson scored, it was like, okay, you know, a lot of MLS guys here, well, you know, everybody sort of knew the ceiling. But as soon as it, Miles Robinson scored, it, honestly, it raised the stock of every single player on the pitch. I mean, Miles During Robinson. the game, they were Dude. talking about, uh, what's his name, Matthew Hoppy getting looked at by Arsenal. <laughs> right. Like, and, and that's, so that was, Grant Wall was the first person I saw tweet this. He, re, he had, uh, I'm going to say reported, I, I, I'm, assume, I'm assuming so, um, that Matthew Hoppy is uh, getting in, getting interest from Everton and Arsenal. Uh, and that he's, that he's essentially picking between these two clubs. Uh, well, okay, so I'll, what, what's your perspective? Matthew Hoppy, at Arsenal, how do you think uh, uh, he fits in there? He doesn't, and he's not going to get playing time. Okay, there's too many people ahead of him. You've got uh, Lacazette, who's a striker. Wait, is Lacazette uh, Will- coming back? He he, the- he got another year. Okay, um, you've got Martinelli, who's young. Uh, you got Obama Yang, who could play centrally. You've just got too many people ahead of you. Uh, even again, Willick, who's a, a midfielder, can play can play as a forward. I just think there's too many people in front of you if you're Matthew Hoppy. That said, Everton, I think, is a incredible fit for him because he will get more opportunities, especially because Arsenal doesn't have to play as many think, matches. I don't think he's getting playing time at Everton either. You don't the, think in some of the secondary competitions he's going to get playing time? Um, Your little Carabao Cup? You know what I mean? Matthew <laughs> Hoppy's perfect for that. I, Moise Keane is back. Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, mm-hmm. between those two, I think they're going to be splitting most of the time, even at the, 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 the cup competitions, maybe third, a third string, um, striker, unless he can really, really impress to go above Moise Keane, which I think is a possibility. Um, here's the problem with someone like Matthew happy from everything I've read. Uh, he's a gamer, right? He's not, he's not someone that shows well during training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy that has like a, a magic nose for goal and somehow finds a way to get it done during the matches. So I've he never heard of play. a. Ma- I've heard of a nose for goal. I've never heard of a magic nose for goal because that just I'm, sounds like someone sorry, who- he has a magic, <laughs> which is a nose for goal. You know what it I mean? Sounds like a, a euphemism for somebody who does too much cocaine. He's a uh-huh, magic guy. nose. Go to the bathroom with him. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Woo! He's got, he's got uh, a lot of fun. I was trying ta- to find something to say with Boo, but I didn't, so I'll just show it. Uh, well, I mean, people do cocaine off of those. Uh, yeah, o- off, of, off of stress balls, obviously. <laughs> Alexis has a magic nipple. <laughs> uh, Bay Area Guna said Martinelli is a future striker to look out for. I agree. Uh, uh, hey, a hammer and hamster is here. Uh, uh, what's everything up, feels hammer? so much more normal. Miss you yeah. too, buddy. Um, uh, I don't think he's going to get a... But you know what? I feel like... Kind of like what Jack Harrison did. Go to a team in the, maybe like a team like Brentford or maybe a team in the championship who looks like they can come up next season. That's a great place for a guy like Matthew Hoppy. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree. I think a championship is probably a higher level than two Bundesliga. Uh, uh, Yeah, I I would say so. Um, Yeah. The, um, or Venezia. I know. All the Americans are going there. 
Make uh, it make it the uh, U.S. Men's National Team B squad <laughs> over Ch- in Venezia. Uh, it's Venezia is the is the Chivas for the for American players. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Thomas uh, said Everton would be a sweet spot for uh, for Matthew Hoppy. I look. I don't think it would be terrible. Um, I just think it would be as as a U.S. men's national team fan. I feel like as and getting playing time. I feel like that isn't the best spot for him. Um, and as an Everton fan, I feel like the competition would be tough for him to 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 break through. But it would be awesome to see uh, uh, an American do well at Everton. I mean, we, that we have uh, that uh, history. There's a history of it. Yeah, 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 it. yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and yeah, what you can find in this book, Toffee Soccer uh, by Dr. David France, that, that he signed for me uh, at the Not only does the uh, book do it, but any conversation about the book also cures insomnia. <laughs> so, so tell go. us more, Christian. <laughs> go check it out. Um, so, uh, Vene USA, Vene USA, Venusa. <laughs> yeah, wasn't me too. Put a bunch of Z's. Love to chat up with Z's for <laughs> a book about Everton's history in America. Let's go. Uh, uh, so what should we call it? Uh, someone asked, What do we think about uh, Leon Bailey going to Villa? Uh, look, you know, uh, a good, uh, good winger, uh, over at what, what was he at? Bayer Leverkusen. I'm looking mm-hmm. at transfer market. To see what his value is, his value is roughly around thirty-eight million. Jamaican international, um, Ryan Speedster. He's I've seen interviews uh, of him talking about uh, he he helped with his. You know who helped him with his speed? Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt was the, was the guy who told him. Uh, That's the thing. You know who fixed my electricity? Nikola Tesla. <laughs> 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 he told him. He said that um, that Usain Bolt had told him that he needs to 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 get faster. It's not leg workouts. He basically said that you need to work on your core extensively, and that is what will help you get faster. Which I don't I don't get how that works. But but he, he's very very fast. So it's clearly. Uh, it was clearly the a good. Uh, so you're saying <laughs> I don't have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ain't running a four four forty anytime soon, Alexis. Bro, I might not be running a forty forty forty. It's a dope club, though. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, Ignatius, nineteen eighty one. Thank you for so much for the follow. Um, okay. Oh, uh, uh, Taco Time said women's national team lost. Yes, let's talk about that. We we did a a, a short clip. <laughs> Bay Area um, Goonies said women's national team and men's national team pulled the freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about that because uh, let's so- just tell people that they can find it on uh, you know, uh, on which we call it, on our Instagram probably on yeah. Fubo Sports and on Fubo uh, Sports YouTube channel because we already filmed a segment talking about that. Yeah, and that's going to air there, right? But and it's on also- the Twitter as well. It's also very short. Do you want to go into any more depth or no? No, let's tell people to go look at it there in case they're interested in our our opinion on that. Maybe they'll hit that follow button. Okay, maybe they will. Uh, we, can, we can only hope. All right, you heard it here, folks. Alexis does not want to talk about it right now. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, yes, go. we, we did a, a segment on the U.S. Women's National Team and the U.S. Men's National Team. They're both available there. Okay, follow at Sports on Twitter. Uh, or subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel, and you can see all of that stuff. Okay, uh, is there anything? Else? Oh, this is uh, one thing I wanted to mention. I saw this on Reddit. Um, 
the apparently uh christian erickson is back in italy for the first time uh after his near tragic collapse at the euros um and uh, I don't want to read the whole thing, but essentially it says Ericsson will undergo further tests in Italy and is not expected to be back on a soccer field for at least six months. Uh, I saw this. It really and, should be never again. Yeah, what is he doing? It feels like a, um, I guess it's worth investigating to see if uh, they can, maybe if he wants to play. Uh, hopefully they can get to the reason it happened because without knowing why it happened, there's I don't see how you can ever play again because it might happen again uh and it, yeah and and, and and physical activity could have been the cause so it's yeah, yeah i mean it just seemed like his heart was extended past what it could handle maybe don't do those things again you know i, I don't know yeah it's hard to you know uh players that have had those situations like fabrice mwamba never played again mm-hmm. uh there's there's other there's uh there's other situations that obviously weren't top uh you know premier league or top flight or, or even soccer where players have had these heart conditions and they've not been able to go back uh, to the level of activity that they were before. I, I really don't see a reason to risk it. I really don't. But, you know, again, his doctors are going to know more than I do, you know. Although some of the people that uh, nobody's expecting, on Facebook, you. <laughs> nobody's expecting <laughs> maybe they know more. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, all right. So I, I think that's about it. Uh, th- this has been a fun. If that were you, would you play again? Um, no, ah, ah, that's a tough question. You know what? Because that's why I asked it. My, I, I mean, I've, I've said this before. My brother, uh, had a cardiac arrest and, and he, uh, he survived, <laughs> but it was, he was playing handball and it happened. Um, and then after he got his, uh, but they knew the problem, right? He, he had basically clogged arteries and once he got stents put in, it was like he was back to normal the next day. So, and I, and now he's been active and playing again uh, and he's fine. And it is, nobody's saying that he shouldn't play, but it's because they know what caused the heart attack. Right. So that makes it a little bit more comfortable. If I was exactly in Christian Erickson's position and from my understanding, I have not heard anyone say why he had the heart attack. I would probably not play just cause I'd be too scared that something was going to happen. Yeah. That's the same way I'm at. Uh, same place I'm at. Uh, what you would call it? Um, a different sport, but Chris Bosch had to give up playing. That's right. Um, completely forgot about that. Uh, Alexis King of Tough Questions said, Ham- uh, Hammered Hamster, thank you very much. He said, usually food related. We didn't need that. <laughs> uh, and Thomas said he also wouldn't play, uh, but he's a coward. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I just, I think that, you know, watching your wife cry on the sidelines, watching your entire country you know, if the whole world, really, but your whole country kind of hold its breath, hoping that you're okay. I think you, you'll you be fine. I think maybe you have a career ahead of you. That's right. Clint Dempsey also had a heart condition I forgot about. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a career ahead of you as someone in the media, or you can be an ambassador for the game. You could be around the game with... And he's kind of old already anyway. You know what I mean? It's not like he's he's not even, 22 and coming back. I don't even think he's 30. I think he's uh, 33. How old is Christian Eric? I feel like... I thought he was in his 20s. He is 29. There you go. You passed it, buddy. Hang it up. (laughs) Uh, All right, old man. Uh, Who was it who said, uh, Nick Leishman said his heart gave, who was it? Erickson, uh, uh, 
Bay Area going to say Erickson collapsed when he realized he was once a Spurs player. Awful, awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's 29. He's a yeah, man. He's young. You could understand why he at least wants to uh, try to play uh, a couple more years. Again, he he need, it needs ah, to be. It's just not it, worth it. it. It needs to be studied, and he he needs to figure out. Um, Nick Lacey, I most certainly did not say that. <laughs> yes, he did not say that. I hammered hamster has subscribed again. Thank you so much. Nick Lacey's like, put it on record. That did not come out of my mouth. Um, so the um uh so so yeah, it, look, it's it's a complex situation, but obviously you you hope that he's okay and and uh uh, I look, it'd be, I mean, the, the level, even for me, the level of emotion, I think I'd feel if I saw him play again, be it tough. would be, it would be pretty incredible. So, uh, but we're rooting for him. Definitely health first. Um, and then, and if he can play more power to him, but that definitely, uh, you know, his health is, is the main priority. Uh, Barry going to say, Christian says awful to me, but kicks it with the boob. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I sort of understand what you mean, but uh, he said you thought what he said was awful, but you're cool with this right here. The boob. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the boob. What you <laughs> I thought uh, Liz Forty said, I think it's got to be one of the hardest things to end your career on that note. That's the last memory of his playing of him playing pro. Uh, that's everyone's last memory of him playing. It's just tough. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but I think. If you overextend yourself, it could be a worse image to end your career on. Right, right. You know, uh, and if if he would have, if it was one of those situations where he would have maybe passed away and been revived, you know, in the ambulance or something, and he had left the field under the impression that he was gone, I don't think anybody would be asking him to play ever again. I think be grateful for what you have. But again, to Christian's point, it could be the situation like his brothers where they're like, oh, it was this. They put one or two stents in the guy and he's perfectly fine. And they're like, dude, run out there. Go do what you got to do. In which case, go for it. But uh, I just I have a feeling that maybe it's worth maybe it's worthwhile just hanging up, be able to pick your kids up, play with your kids and see your kids grow, yeah. grow older, you know? Uh, OK, so um, so many slices left to eat, buddy. You know, priority, priorities. <laughs> yeah, you're going to tell someone <laughs> who had a heart attack about slices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to wrap up right now, and we just have a, an announcement to make. Um, Fubo TV, we are uh, moving time slots again. Again. We're, we're changing. <laughs> we're moving the, the date. We went from, we were on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, at 8 p.m. originally. Uh, then we went we, to Sunday at 7 p.m. Correct. And you guys rode with us. Yes. And now well, get back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> we are moving uh, back to Thursdays, only Thursdays at 7 p.m. Uh, right. So we are moving. Uh, and so our first show back will be August 12th uh, on. So that's Thursday, August 12th on uh, Fubo Sports Network. Uh, you can watch, as always, on Fubo TV, FuboSportsNetwork.com, Roku. Get the, get the Fubo Sports Network app available everywhere you get apps, okay? Um, and um, so we're back th- uh, that day. So, uh, That's right. This- and to everyone's point, uh, we left Scum Day. And now we're on thick Thursdays. <laughs> okay. Bar lines get coming real hot and thick that day, okay? Uh-huh. 
So uh, we're excited uh, to, you know, we're, you know, essentially what we're, what's going on, you know, Fubo's uh, a very, it's still a, a growing new uh, it's company a platform. It's a startup. And, and we're kind of just trying to find the best time slot that, that works for us. Sundays was great too. Uh, we, we, you know, ratings and everything uh, was good there too. Uh, but we're just trying, I think they're, 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 there's new shows that are coming to Fubo Sports Network. Uh, so they're kind of moving things around. Um, so, Rock with us Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time, uh, and it re-airs right uh, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time, which is 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so we're on a bunch. If you have Football TV, if you ever turn on Football Sports Network, uh, our our dumb faces are always on there. Uh, maybe boobs, no boobs, who knows? Uh, it's probably yeah, more boobs on Twitch. I would have to say. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you but, never know. I might pull this bad boy. I might whip <laughs> this bad boy out during the show. <laughs> oh man, Alexis whipping out titties on TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this is not what I expected. Yeah, uh, this is how you compete with celebrities, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but August twelfth, the the show that we are doing, and uh, uh, in in the new uh, day and time slot, it will be with comedian Simon Brodkin. And Simon, you may remember, you can play it right. You switch to the browser. You could play what uh, what he did. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can. Uh, I just want to show the uh, at least the photo. Remember. Uh, Sepp Blatter when they when a guy threw a bunch of money at him during a press conference. That's Simon Brodkin. Simon Brodkin is on our show uh, that day. So thir- uh, Thursday, August twelfth. Uh, go go. Uh, what? What is that? Liz just said, Alexis, why are you, <laughs> Alexis, why are you so fast with the boob? Comes out of nowhere, so fast every time. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a Latino. What can I tell you? <laughs> okay, there'll be boobs when you least expect it. I um, <laughs> so yes, Simon Brodkin. Uh, we taped the interview already. It's absolutely hilarious he's super funny uh and we talk about he not only did he prank Seth Blatter he also pranked Donald Trump in a legendary ridiculous prank that was absolutely insane um uh so we talk all about it so uh Thursday August 12th 7 p.m uh the cooligans new time slot uh rock with us uh come and and watch the show watch watch the show live when it airs uh obviously we have the podcast as well so this means that the podcast schedule is also changing we had just changed it from uh from wednesdays well this part doesn't change so this you're still th- gonna get your wednesday show yeah always every wednesday you'll have prem show and then fridays will be the audio of the tv show um uh, which is the the original cool against podcast so uh so wednesdays and fridays uh instead of mondays and wednesdays uh so we're switching things up so um as, as long as the, the you know the wednesdays uh doesn't change that uh we we're, we're still keeping that uh you know uh, we've been doing i mean it's been six years of of, of just straight up uh wednesdays i think this is this will be I think the end of August is the sixth year of uh, of Cooligans, if I remember correctly. Wow. Um, yeah, What'd because you give me for our anniversary, dude. Oh, bro, forgot. <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> husband. Um, I'll tell you what I got. What'd you get? Bang! <laughs> 
wow, you know, this was right. I really. <laughs> Nick Lay you said he got you. A... Which angle it's coming from? You feel Nick, me? Nick Lay said he got you a pagel, and you know what? That kind of looks like a pagel. All right. <laughs> Yo, I bet you this thing tastes better than a pagel. Um, the let's. When is the? Uh, Even got... my wife asked what what you might be serving for. By the way, this is becoming a hot topic across a lot of people who know you. What is going to be the food at the wedding? <laughs> the food is going to be good. People want to know. People want to know. People have questions, <laughs> and they all seem to be coming to me. And I, I mentioned to Dee that it might be a pagel, and she Googled it. Let me tell you something. Some of these professional photos make it look <laughs> way worse. <laughs> uh, uh, pagels uh, will be pagels will not be at the wedding as of as of right now. Uh, Liz know. Forty said, "How many of those boobs does he have? Just the one." <laughs> The problem is you just never know when it's going to show up. You feel like? Oh, no. So um, I just found it. July 20th. Open what? Calpis Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the delicious Japanese drink, Calpis. Uh, look it up. It's a real it's a real drink, and it's actually quite delicious. Uh, I just it actually t- is great. I, I enjoy the uh, – it sold this Calpico here, and I enjoy the mango. Uh, CZ361 said, how many years again? Six years. Six years. So I just looked it up. Uh, it is not August. It is <laughs> Chris and Pizza said, you walk in and pick the grass for your plate yourself. <laughs> Very environmentally friendly. Nick Lay says, Soylent Cake, okay? <laughs> oh, it doesn't sound that bad. Everyone is so scared. Everyone is so worried. <laughs> I honestly have gotten text messages from four potential wedding guests about what is the food. Detrox wants a llame canse de llorar, like a llorando por risa o otra razón. Are you laughing from crying or? or no, porque or, el tri perdió, ¿verdad? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what they mean. Okay. Um, it's going to be a bowl of blueberries and coconut water. That sounds delicious. What? That is that is the fountain. That's the fountain where we all throw. We're all going to throw small pieces of kale into it and give our wishes or almonds. Right. We're going to throw almonds into it. Uh, oh, uh, you said the LMAO, the three Mexico losses. Okay, yes, it's been a week. Okay. A man can only take so much. Well, RIP to El Tri. Okay. Um, so, no, we started the Cooligans on July 20th, 2015. That was the first piece of content that we ever uh, put out. That was the um, date, marry, screw. That basically the... Ask, uh, marry, kill. Yeah, uh, outside of, uh, of, of Yankee Stadium. Um, uh, when we had, uh, uh, we did like man on the street uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. So that was like the first, our first attempt at figuring out what to do. I wasn't even in, I filmed the video. Alexis was, Alexis was in it, uh, asking Christian was in, in one of our videos into the Pete Lee video where I said, dude, come in on second half. Yeah. Well, we were, you know, well, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to work with you, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Still doesn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, all that stuff is uh, available on the Cooligans uh, YouTube channel. All uh, the, we have a bunch of these are. Uh, you should somebody take the time to watch our original videos. These are when we were trying to figure out like what the Cooligans was gonna be, and we were trying to do like little either sketches, playing FIFA. Kind of a bunch of different things. We took comedians to soccer games. Uh, a lot of fun, weird stuff. I mean, uh, some of it got a lot of views. Some of it got no views. Uh, uh-huh. We got a lot of those. I then, We used to do FIFA the news where we used to read news stories while we played FIFA. Uh, we haven't done that in a while, but we got to bring that back. Maybe we should do that on Twitch. I think it'd be fun. That'd be uh, fun. 
Uh, but go watch them. Uh, YouTube.com slash Soccer Coolians. Go check it out. Okay. Um, all right. Let's wrap up. We've been uh, on here for a little bit. So thank you, everybody. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, uh, much appreciated. Uh, Crimson Pizza just has six years. And one boob later, Christian sh- still isn't sure he wants to work with you. Well, I mean, when uh, look, we'll see what the – if we have some, like, uh, you know, some tw- Twitch strike – uh, because of these boobs uh, coming up on the screen so often, uh, we we will see, uh, and then I'll decide. Uh, but everybody, thank you again. <laughs> I haven't just said Christian doesn't work with Alexis. He works by himself <laughs> while Alexis hangs out. <laughs> oh, do you have a camera? Well us? put. Well put. Uh, <laughs> was it Alexis married back then? Yes, I was. Yes, I was. <laughs> Seventh season of the Cool Against. I wonder who dies. Uh, Gunny, <laughs> Gunny will yeah. die. Gunny, die. Gunny dies again. <laughs> so, uh, everybody, again, a reminder: Thursdays, seven p.m. Uh, Fubo TV uh, is when the show uh, will be moving to. Simon Brodkin is going to be uh, the guest that day, and we have a bunch of uh, incredible guests lined up um, the, the the next few uh, weeks. Uh, a lot going on. Premier League is starting back up. La Liga starting up. Uh, uh, MLS is in full swing. We're going to be still doing a bunch of stuff uh, with NYCFC. A reminder, if you haven't seen the the video of us uh, training, uh, taking free kicks with uh, with some NYCFC players, recreating some goals. Uh, make this sure- is still on the pod. You know that, right? I am. I'm telling okay, people yeah, yeah. to do these things. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people appreciate that stuff. Um, because, uh, yeah, so go. Thomas, Thomas, 19064 said, Tit Martino. So stupid. And Bart Martin said, Naming the boob R. Teta. Okay. Or it could be Teta Martino. That's also There you go. All right. We're having fun here. Go check out. Uh, our our video with uh, Goodman Dutra Robinson. This is like the behind the scenes one. This is longer than the original video uh, that a- that aired last week. Uh, so you can see us uh, take a, take some poor free kicks. Uh, on uh, yeah, it is not good. It is oh. not good. I look like a boo <laughs> out there. Buddy. All right, and look who just walked in. Before we wrap up. He was no, quiet, mate. though. He was quiet. All right, everybody. Thank you again uh, for tuning in. Uh, we appreciated this. Yeah, six years of the Cooligans. All right, stop licking me, bro. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's um, like 42 Doug. If anybody gets that <laughs> reference, let me know in the don't chat. Okay. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. <laughs> Lewis been, uh, 40 said, I know which league on team Alexis supports. Breast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so thank you again for uh, everybody for uh, this. Make it it's been a fun six years. We'll, we'll do uh, six more. We'll keep it going. It's been fun. Why not? Uh, why not? We got nothing up. We got nothing better to do. Uh, all right, everybody. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cool